0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of, Most of Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I have the exact opposite of what I usually do here. This is a really big budget movie, somewhere in the range of $200 million, uh, with a very uh, famous director and all-star cast. Uh, this is Martin Scorsese's adaptation of the book, Killers of the Flower Moon. With the cast including Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, uh, I even saw John Lithgow in here, Brendan Fraser. uh, Just to name a few off the top of my head. Um, uh, There are many character actors in here as well, but I'm not remembering them right now. Now, now I've never read this book before, but I am a little bit familiar with the story. uh, But I don't know a whole lot of the the details. So, what I do know is based on a true story. As you guys know, I can only judge what they give me on the screen. So my review will not reference the book or the true story since I really can't speak to that. So keep that in mind if you find yourself angry if I don't address something that was in the book or the you know the real life story. It's listed as a crime drama, which Martin is excellent at. Uh, the last one I remember seeing was The Irishman which was another movie based on uh, True Events starring De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. And that was epic. If you haven't seen that one yet, it's a Netflix original and well worth that three-and-a-half-hour investment. So the question is, is this one worth the investment with a similar runtime? Well, what is this one about? And just to give you a heads up, I'm going to really get into it. It might sound like I'm giving away too much, but trust me, There are huge details I'll be leaving out, and again, this is really public knowledge because it's a true story, but I just want to make sure, as always, you guys know exactly what you're getting into. Now, we start out with a ceremony with the Osage Indians burying a pipe. They later find oil gushing from the ground. Fast forward, the tribe becomes wealthy, uh, but federal law requires guardians, in other words, (laughs) white people, to manage their money. Then we see Ernest Burkhart, Leonardo's character, return from World War I, and he's going to live on a ranch with his uncle, William King Hale, Uh, that's De Niro's character. He has this land on the reservation, he's a very powerful and successful man, and his brother lives there as well. Now, Hale is that classic character, he poses as a kind, friendly person. An ally to the Osage people. However, he is evil and he's just plotting to get his hands on that oil money. Now, Ernest doesn't appear to be all that sharp. In fact, I think he would classify as slow, maybe. His uncle gets him a job as a cab driver. Uh, In the backdrop, meanwhile, during all of this, there are a lot of strange deaths occurring among the Osage people. However, the local authorities never investigate anything. Fast forward a little bit, William points out to Ernest, mm-hmm. the old sage woman, Molly, is single and has a large inheritance, and it might be a good idea to court her. He does, and they get married, and And that's where I'm going to stop, because from there, we basically see William's plan play out in murdering her family, and through marriage, they can get control of all of that oil money. But will anyone stop them? Will anyone step in to see them get their comeuppance? So what did the pros think? They came in at a 92% on the Rotten Scale on 341 reviews, and the audience came in at 85% on over a 1,000 reviews. But most importantly, what did I think? The quality of a Garcese production never disappoints. Phenomenal cast and crew with some standout performances. I mean, Leo was in his bag in this one. Um, I alluded to him being a little slow and they sprinkle clues in there throughout. However, these little added small details to kind of drive the point home. For example, he's reading this book to learn about the Osage people. However, it's a child's book and you can hear him struggling with the words. When they're doing the voiceover, and he's reading, he's trying to like understand the words, and he's using his finger to point at each word to follow along and read slowly, something like a small child would do, uh, which tells me his intelligence level isn't all that high, which certainly plays a role to him being persuaded to going along with his uncle's plan. Now, I do believe he loved his wife, Molly, and initially his heart was in the right place, Uh, But he knew what he was doing was wrong. What they were doing was wrong. Uh, But he was too weak and too stupid to stand up against his uncle. And De Niro shines here with that old wise man charm. uh, Explains things in a way that just makes sense. And they don't seem all that bad the way he explains them to you. Even though he's an absolute monster that only cares about himself and his bottom line. What always impresses me with these long epic movies that uh, Martin does... He always places a sense of urgency into moments that don't appear to be all that serious. Uh, Small moments that don't really appear to be that big deal in the grand scheme of things. And this is important when you have this kind of a runtime; You have to stay engaged with the material the entire time. Now, the actual investigation the the DOJ does, Department of Justice, it was just cool to see how it was so obvious to them that there was foul play and how all the pieces came together with just a little bit of detective work. It's like an old mafia saying, three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Spoiler free, but this was on full display here. Oh, and I do need to point out one more thing. Uh, Lily Gladstone, who played Molly, she was excellent in this as well. It, It might appear as though it's all serious, but there are some range of emotions that they go through. It was sweet to see him slowly went over Molly and you could see that he really did you know really does care for her. Then there's funny moments where it's almost like a dark comedy with the way things play out during the whole criminal planning and stuff because like I said, he's you know not the sharpest and he's dealing with some other people that aren't the sharpest, which is ultimately what leads to them uh, getting caught now spoiler free. The ending is very unique the way uh, they played it out. And there's an unexpected care cameo uh, that was a very interesting way to provide the epilogue to everything. However, I do have to get to a few negatives. Even though he does a good job, again, of keeping you engaged, he doesn't keep that level of tension throughout that can make the pacing feel a little bit slow. And although it's based on a true story, I got the distinct feeling this is more padded with the non-factual stuff for that dramatic effect. And I get it, it's a movie, but I would have preferred a bit more realism from it and more information about the Osage people. And the last one, and this is just a personal preference for me, in comparison to some of his other work, this one just doesn't feel quite as epic or fresh as I was hoping for. But, yes, this is an excellent film. I agree with the critics and the audience. I put this one right at an 88% on the rotten scale. The crime, the drama, the history, he delivered on all of that for the most part. But I won't lie. This is quite the time investment and not an easy watch. This is not exactly apples to apples, but, for example, The Irishman that I mentioned earlier and uh, something like Gangs of New York where uh, they're also period pieces, but the pacing is so much better in those movies, I think. Uh, I could watch those two movies again, like, straight through. But when I watch this one again, I may need to take a break, like, halfway through. Now, for me, I love seeing these big, epic movies, like, you know, on the big screen. But I recognize not everyone is going to want to sit in the theater for over three hours. So, yes, the movie is that good for you to go and see it in the theater, but it might be better for most of you guys to wait for it to stream. Uh, if, you're, if you know you're not going to be able to sit there and pay attention to get the full experience because it does deserve your attention. It is, like I said, it's really a good piece of work. Um, you should definitely just go ahead and wait to stream it at home. Myself, I prefer seeing these kinds of movies on a big screen. But either way, it's a must watch. With that being said, I'm going to close it out right here. If this is your first time, don't make it your last. This has been a Pod Bean production, mostly low-budget movie reviews with Clarence. Thank you for the support. I greatly appreciate it. And I will be closing out this month with some horror content. I do have a few episodes I've already uh, written. I just need to record them. And, of course, there's a horror movie that came out this weekend Not really, you know, super excited to watch it, but it's a horror movie, so I'm definitely going to go check it out. Uh, But anyway, again, I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you next time. Peace.